Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong, everyone. You are, of course, listening to Ding Dong, the internet's only Ding Dong High recap podcast hosted by two of the stars of Ding Dong High itself. I am, of course, talking about my wonderful co-host, Makani Cauliflower, and myself, Hi, Dermot. Dermot McDooley, stars of the early 2000s, late 90s Canadian teen hit Ding Dong. When we ended the run of that show, did you think that we would be sitting here one day reminiscing about our time on Ding Dong High? I did, actually. You saw that for us? I didn't expect it to go as well as this, and I didn't expect to have to swat away so many copycat watch-alongers. Yeah. Dermot, I do want, I, I you know, I hate to correct you, but I need to. We are not the only Ding Dong Watch Along podcast. Uh, listeners, beware. Let your f- friends and family know. There are multiple other Ding Dong podcasts out there that are not official Watch Along podcasts. No, but we are I, 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 We are the only Watch Along hosted by two of the stars of Ding Dong High. Okay. Um, Dermot. I hate to say this, but I've been a part of one of these competing Ding Dong Watch Along podcasts. I, uh, sorry, I, um, do you, um, do you want to maybe cut the, cut the mics and sort of, uh, sorry, can we just, can we cut, can we cut for a second? Yeah, we can, we can cut. Did you cut the, did you cut the mic? Um, at what point were you planning? Were you going to tell me this? Um, I like mean, off, I just did. I, I just told you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's I just kind of wish that you had maybe told me off mic. Like, you know, we had talked about this in couples counseling last week. Uh, I When I started bringing you to couples counseling. No, you didn't even show up. I talked to the therapist about it. Yeah. Well, and I told you, I I was at an audition. And it was a real. It was a really important audition. That McDonald's commercial. It it was an international commercial. Um, and when I booked us those couples therapy, you know, I think people get so hung up on the age of couples therapy has to be a romantic couple. But you know, for you and I to be making this show together, I really thought it was going to be worth our time. And I I had, you know, in the intake form, in the inter- in the intake form. Of the yes, I know I wasn't able to make it. I had said that I worry that maybe you're not being fully honest with me. Yeah, that's what you said in the WhatsApp message too, in the thread with the therapist. But I don't. I mean, I, you see why it's difficult to be honest with you, right? No. Okay, well, that's part of why it's difficult to be honest with you. I guess. No, I don't. I don't see why it would be difficult to be honest with it's, me. It's I, I feel not like a big I've been deal, an open dude. I said. You. I said we're the only, uh, we're the only official podcast. Well, by whose standard? Well, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess ours. Just the show. I didn't. I said the the other podcast that I do with Prudence, our watch along, is completely unofficial, and we say that we call it a fan watch along. I want to point out to you. 
that. I don't, have don't listened. Don't point at me like that. You know that I, gets me I, scared. I'm going to point. Oh my God. Please, please do not police my pointing. Okay. I, okay. You're going to poke my I'm, eye. I'm pointing with both fingers now. You're poking my eye. You're touching I, my I'm eye. Poking, I, I am pointing with both fingers now and I will not in apologize. In one eye. And it, yeah, I know. You have been moisturizing. Can we talk about that? Yes. You've been moisturizing. You've been following that under eye routine that I, I, I laid out for you. You've been telling me to... F- okay. So you poking it, I feel like has that's a detrimental nice. effect on the routine. Well, Ow. that's it's a nightly routine. I think a little bit of elasticity is probably good for it. Um, okay. I, I think you're... It's it's good. If, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm kind of proud of you. I'm, I'm upset. Um, no. But you're following... I, I, I you are following the regimen. Look, Prudence started the thing. She started the podcast and she said, let's do this. Ding dong's big now. So let's, let's get in on it. Well, it's huge. So, yeah. So her and I hosted our own podcast, the unofficial ding dong. Cause you sort of let her know that I said that. What? That I that, said that it's not big. It's huge. And you like, want me to that, let her know that? Well, that's the messaging. Like, so like that's the internal messaging that, okay. that we're putting out to the public is it's not big. It's huge. Okay, so it's huge. So Ding Dong is huge now. So I figured, well, or she figured, let's get together and we'll do a podcast. So she doesn't really say anything. Uh, I just watch kind of the Spanish versions of Ding Dong. And she prays in the background. Yeah, no, she's praying really hard for the success of the the podcast. Yes, Well, I I think she. it's fine if she wants to pray off mic, but when she's on mic, it's probably... It is a conflict of podcast and church, I think. Yeah, it's, she needs to separate church and, and cast. It's true. I've said that to her. If I could have like a, if I could have five minutes with Prudence, I, I, I just feel like you're the, the, the middleman here, and I think Prudence and I need to have a, a really serious because she also she took a lot of issue with us going to couples therapy. Can we talk about that? Yeah, she was not happy about that at all. She was not happy that I had, re- you know, that even though that you had booked it under her name. Yeah, uh, you know, at first I was upset that you had booked therapy posing as my wife, but now I understand that why it was so important for us in our business relationship. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really care that much. That's actually, not true. If I'm being honest. Okay, no, that's she not true. Okay, that's not true. Yeah. I. Okay. Do you know what happened? I opened up my mail. I opened up my personal mail in my mailbox. I made with my two hands. Okay. Okay. It's not really a box. Well, you say mailbox. It's, it's literally like a cardboard box. I painted it. You did paint it. I painted it and I, I, I wrote mailbox on the front and she showed up. I've never seen a mailbox that had mailbox on the written on the front. You know what I mean? Like I if think, you have to write mailbox on the should. front. I think more of them should. I think you, we've got these mailboxes that are looking, people make their, their mailboxes to look like a boot. People make their mailboxes to look like, like a house, like the house that the mailbox is for. Have you seen that? People have a mailbox that looks like the, the, the house itself. Yeah, but you know, it's a mailbox. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yours, I go, well, it's a mailbox. I, the fact that you have to reassure people that it's a mailbox is... Well, you know I have issues with duplicity. 
That's true. I like my mailboxes to be mailboxes, and I like my co-hosts. I like my co-hosts, maybe even my friend, I would go so far as to say, to be honest with me about their podcast, because I listen to your podcast, and it's just you watching the Spanish version of the show, and, and in the background, your wife praying and asking you not to touch her. Wait a second. Dermot, you just called me your friend, maybe. And the other thing is, the other thing is, I go to my mailbox. It's a little, it's a little soggy. Okay, it was raining, and the the box is made of cardboard. Yeah, it sucks. I, it's a prototype. It's a prototype you've left out there for like six months. It's really just a little thing of mud with some mushrooms growing out of it on your front lawn that the that the postie just throws mail on top of. Well. With the food of price the way that it is these days, we have to start producing our own food. And I think those mushrooms, uh, I'm, I'm proud of those mushrooms. You know, I'm, I'm getting, a, I'm, I'm turning into a very DIY person, Makani. And you know that. I know it's I've been true. Really proud of I that. know you've been all about self-sufficiency lately. And, and you've been getting really good. You've been getting more buff. I can see your hair is getting sort of longer. Your jaws chiseled. Yeah, my hair is getting longer. I've really worked on that. I can see it's getting... Yeah. It's, it's like, you must be doing something. Yeah. It took a, it took a lot of toning, a lot of, a lot of working out to get my hair this long. And You're clearly in a bulk phase. I'm in a bulk phase hair. with my hair. Yeah. Yeah. And I go out, I dust off, I collect the mushrooms. I harvest the mushrooms. I yeah. open, I open up the mailbox. Your wife has put a letter in there. I open, I open up that letter. It oh, says, no. it says, please don't fuck my husband. It says, please don't put your dick in my husband, because she knows that you'd be the bottom. Yeah. Look, Prudence is, uh, she's incredibly chaste. She is incredibly prude, if I'm being honest. Uh Um, She doesn't like to swear, but when you get a letter from my wife, it's like getting a letter, one of those red letters from Ron Weasley's mother. That screams at you, except this one says the fuck word. This one says the fuck word. It says, don't fuck my husband. So, okay. Well, I, so don't, don't fuck me then, you know? Like, I, that's, I, look, if I, hey, hey, Makani, if I was what, fucking you. Poking my, if you I, keep poking I, my eyes. I'm using both my fingers. If I was fucking you, you would know. Okay. Yeah, no, I, this feels, this doesn't feel like that. I know. Okay. I'm not, it it I'm a, does not feel like that. Trust me. <laughs> I do. This is not what it feels like when a man enters you from behind. Okay. Okay. Well, look, I'm sorry that I, I went and did the other podcast. I'll, I'll talk to Prudence and I'll t- tell her that you want us to stop our podcast. I want an apology from her, not just for the fuck letter. I don't have, I don't want to read that kind of filth. Oh no. I don't want to get in the, in, in the middle of this. No, <sighs> it's on. not just, it is not just for the fuck letter. I want her to apologize for what happened on episode nine of ding what? dong high. That's never going to happen. Dermot. She's never going to do that. She for years has held this apology from me knowing what she knew about episode nine of Ding Dong High. It was a mistake. It's an accident. And now that we're now now that now that we're actually recapping that episode, I think it's time. I think it's time. I get an apology. I think we need to get back into the episode. We need to hit record again. Okay. 
And we need to really delve into what happened and get into the behind the scenes of that episode. Okay. All right. Can I have my fingers back, please? Do we want to... What do you want me to do? They're in my eye. You can just take them away. Can you step away, please? Okay. I'm so, okay. There you uh, go. I, I, and I again. Back? Okay. Yeah. But fan, yeah. Great. Great work. Um, Good you, team. You're following hustle. my instructions, and I love that. I love that. Um. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so. Well, and, folks, today we're we jumping into one of my favorite episodes. This is, of course, episode nine. It's called one of my favorite titles as well. Makani, why don't you give them the title of this week's episode? It's called Hooch Gnome's Home. Hooch Gnome's Home or subtitle, Oh Gnome, You Better Don't. Oh Gnome, You Better Don't. You Better Don't. Now, this is one of my favorite episodes. Um, Not just because... You know, I had a big role in it, uh, but also because I have a fetish for gnomes. IRL? Which I got, it's what I discovered. I mean, ever since this oh, episode, yeah. I think I found that did it for I, you. I had a thing for gnomes. Yeah. You had a big role. You rolled your ankle and you discovered mm-hmm. you had a, a bit of a sexual awakening, I'm hearing, with these gnomes. Well, you see, I lived uh, for a good portion of this season. I lived as true dingers know. I lived up in the, uh, above the the lighting, the scaffolding in the studio. Yeah. And that was a character choice that you made, if I recall. Mm, I don't think so. I, I remember think you, that- you were really leaning into your, your method acting at the time. And I really respected that. Well, I'll tell you what, when I was learning about your method acting, um, especially, you know, the last couple of episodes we've we've talked about it, I know that back then when it came to, oh, gnome, you better don't, I really wanted to know what it was like to be a gnome. So I actually spent uh, three days uh, in my neighbor's front garden. Okay. I, yes, I, you showed me some pictures and I was really impressed. You had the big cone hat. I had the massive red hat. I had the long white beard that I got like a, from a Santa Claus costume shot. Um, Those red cheeks. I had the, the nice red cheeks and a little pipe. And I kind of buried my top half or my bottom half, I should say, in the, okay. the garden. Um, and the family noticed me. Oh, they did notice me. How, how after a while they noticed you? Yeah, well, I was hoping to just replace their gnome, you know, and just hopefully nobody would notice. Uh-huh. They noticed. <laughs> okay. What was that conversation like? Uh, first one was like, what do you, why are you digging a hole in my garden? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm looking uh, for, I'm looking for treasure. And they were like, get out of here, Macaulay. And I said, okay. Then they were like, why are you dressed like that? And I said, it's my heritage. And they said, okay. And then they said, what are you doing in our garden? And I just said, look, man, you didn't stop me before. You didn't stop me when I came over here and my stuff. I'm your new gnome. I'm the gnome now. I'm the gnome now. I'm, I'm the gnome now. I'm the gnome oh, now. Oh my God, you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're crying. I well, I am. I just it's it's so hard to be a garden gnome in somebody's like this shouldn't be a thing nowadays that people are being mean to uh, people just trying to be a garden gnome. I thought we we're supposed to be accepting. Sorry, this brought back some memories for me. But well, and you used to live in your father's car. Sorry, your father's van. I whenever I would say tour car, bus. Um, I we I mean called I, it the tour bus. Yeah, I mean we've been on tour buses. We used to tour the uh, you know to the 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 mall events, the the ding dong meet and greets. Yeah, and uh, that was a tour bus. That was a pretty big bus. Your dad's van. I think tour buses. You kind of need windows. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to sleep, and not just like a a lot of uh, bits and and pieces of rebar, boxes, of things to sh- sharpen um, plastic sheets, lawnmower blades. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I understand what you mean, but that was just our nickname for it, you know, and it, look, it was my tour bus for most of my life. It still is my tour bus, you know, once dad went on vacation, it's, I've held on to it and I've used that to go to my book signings. Uh, I've been going that, doing that to go to my sex tape signings, those sorts of things. You sign the sex tapes? Yes. Uh, I will sign the sex tapes for a small fee. Oh, okay. So someone else is printing them because you leave them out. I leave them out uh, to get leaked, yeah. yeah. Uh, but somebody else is certainly printing them. Uh, but if somebody brings them up to me, and I'll, I'd be happy to to sign them or their genitals or something, you know. You sign a lot of genitals. Most people don't have the tape on them when they see me. Sure. So they'll take whatever they can get. Yeah, and I'll be like, well, if you got something I can write on, I'll do it. But I think that your your research into the lifestyle of a gnome. You know, that kind of community outreach is really important when you're researching a type of role like this. And I think the work that you did really paid off. Well, it it did because I learned that it's not just about sitting in somebody's front garden, Dermot. Being Mm -hmm. a gnome is about knowing uh, where they get their food from, knowing that they need to cook biscuits every Sunday, that they need to raid your sock drawer in order to get the socks to make their nests. They're very magical creatures. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you really, we don't know about gnomes. And I think there's just an interesting field of study and Mm -hmm. subject. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, of course, listeners, I'm not crazy. I know that gnomes aren't real. But the garden gnomes aren't real. It's, yeah, sorry. The garden they gnomes are stand-ins real. for for the for real actual creatures. thing. Now they could are they? Do they look like ghosts? Do they look like the Easter Bunny? Could be. I don't know. I don't know what a real gnome looks like. But it's clear that they're there to represent something. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to bring that to my performance. That these are sort of jesters and ambassadors from the unknown coming into our character's world to draw them into the unconscious. Mm, mm-hmm. Do the gnomes, they have the pointy cone hats. Now, are the hats cones? It's not a KKK are- thing, Dermot. Before no, you start it, no. no. It's not a KKK thing. Uh, just because they're wearing a cone hat doesn't mean that they're racist. Well, the... Are- are the KKK, they're not wearing a cone hat. They have like, oh no, the, 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 the face veil goes over, but it's like a cone hat. Yeah. Or is the hat like over their face? Oh no. Or is it like a veil? I think it's a cone with a veil. So are the conical hats on 
the gnomes. Is that just empty space between the hat or is their head conical? No. So that's actually, that's, that's not quite true. So their, their heads are normal shaped like ours, uh, but they do fill that full of um, nuts and lint for the winter. Oh, okay. So it's like a store. It's kind of like a camel's hump. Kind of like a camel's hump, but for like little M&Ms and raisins. Exactly. Trail mix. Just a lot of trail mix up there. Trail mix and like sweeties, like a little, like, like shortbread crumbs and things like that. Uh, okay. Do they have like little, little spools of thread? Yeah. Little uh. tiny. They've got like a tiny little pin and a needle in there. It's adorable. I love them. Uh, it's a rich culture. It sounds like, well, why don't you tell everybody about the episode that you brought this, this research to life with? Right. Well, so this, this had all happened. We actually based this off of a real life kind of occurrence, uh, that happened because of, uh, well, Dermot, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Dermot went and he had found this garden gnome somewhere, picked it off of somebody's lawn. Um, and I would go to bed in the scaffolding above the lights and when i would wake up the gnome would be somewhere in the studio when i'd wake up in the morning i would get down go into craft services and there's the gnome staring straight at me or i'd go and use the washroom and the gnome sitting in there on top of the garbage can just watching you yeah and i was terrified because i thought it was i thought it was the real gnomes doing it to me well that's fair that's a fair thing to think after what after what you had done exactly i thought they were calling me into their society uh, mm-hmm. for a long time and so that's when um the writers decided to work this into the show uh my yeah. hysteria for gnomes so this is where um a gnome haunts me follows me throughout the school until hooch begins to believe he's turning into a gnome uh yeah Again, it was very difficult for me at the time to, yeah. to differentiate between reality uh, and fiction there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost difficult for me to do it now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing now, actually, your, your cheeks are really starting to redden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you like some trail mix? Um. Oh, my God. Did you just mm-hmm. pull that out of... It's in my. I guess I had it in my hat. I forgot about it. Oh my god! You really took this. You really took this in. Careful about the pins here. People talk about what happened with the cast of Apocalypse Now, but I mean, come on, you're really giving them a run for their money. I mean, we had so many more drugs than the cast of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah, things were different in Canada. Like. They've got nothing on us. They really don't. The The entire Sheen family has nothing on your drug use. So Cody goes, he starts tormenting Hooch, making me all scared about this gnome, until eventually he realizes this is a bad thing I've done, and I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to make it right. And the only way to, to do that is to kind of play along with the fiction. So Cody has to dress up like, the king gnome and uh tell old hooch you, you we don't want you you need to get away go boy go yeah scat don't you, we don't want you anymore get out of here of course at this time i thought this was real i was 
bawling you're beside yourself. Out. So those, those, well, yeah, those tears were real. Uh, so yeah. Real. So, uh, it was, it was a dark time for me. Um, you know, at the end of the scene, I believe there's, you can hear me say off camera, I'm going to kill myself. I think I screamed that <laughs> really loud. I think you did scream that. Yeah. It was effective. I, yeah. Cause it, it was I an mean, effective it, character moment. Now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad that we did this. What a great performance. Yeah. You know, uh, but at the time I was, I was going to, I was, I was going to do it. That's so funny. You're so funny. I, I, I think this was a turning point for you as an actor and it also uh, a little fun behind the scenes uh, information, maybe a, li- a little behind the scenes snippet for the folks at home is I remember a really fun prank that was played on me. On oh, the no. set of episode nine. No, it was so fun. Um, I think it actually it had something to do with your now wife, Prudence, uh, who played the character of Prudence on the show. Oh, no. I opened, Are you sure you want to talk about this? I opened Cody's locker. I mm-hmm. opened Cody's locker in the scene, in the scene where, where, where Cody is saying, you know... I don't know. Maybe I took things too far with this gnome prank. I think I'm really starting to mess with Hooch's head. And of course, Aisha Cuthbert says, well, Cody, if you think that you took things too far, maybe it's time for you to let him know and apologize. And she's throwing her hips out left and right and like striking a pose with each phrase here. Yeah, yeah. She was such a born model. The entire time, that whole scene, she was looking at the camera, turning a pose Mm -hmm. every sentence. Every sentence. Sometimes twice a sentence. Yeah, she was voguing. She was voguing. And they tried, the directors really tried to curb that, but Aisha Cuthbert's going to be Aisha Cuthbert. Yeah, it's true. So she says that, and then what happens? Got a model. Yeah, and then I open my locker, and unscripted, I am assaulted by a barrage of Bibles yeah. that come falling out <laughs> yeah. of the locker. Yeah. And you were using my a big face. sign in there too, right? Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone what the sign said? The sign said, God hates Cody. Yeah. And the thing was, that was so interesting was that a certain other word had been written under it and clearly crossed out. Oh yeah, because she's the- very anti-smoking. She had yeah. used the sign. She told me she used that sign at a British anti-smoking rally. Yeah, the British, the the Brits. Yeah, they yeah. love they love to put a stop to smoking and smokers' rights and exactly. Uh, well, they yeah. they don't think cigarettes should get married or whatever. I you know, it's yeah. it's it's. It's not, it's not for me. I, you know, I don't care about politics, uh, because they don't affect me yet. So I don't. Not yet. No. So who cares? But. Well, neither do I. Yeah. You don't care about politics. No, it doesn't affect me. And that it was just such a funny, um, funny prank. It was, that was super played funny. On and so the, I remember one of the, one of the Bibles came out, hit you right in the eye. Hit me right in the eye. Hit you in the I eye hard. Really hard. Uh, yeah. I left hard. I was. I laughed so hard at that point. I was blinded for the rest of the day. Yeah, but yeah, your eye was damaged. My cornea. Oh, is that how that happened? 
Yeah, and then for the rest of the rest of the week, all everyone on set kept saying misocornia. Well, I mean, you were. Whenever I would walk into the room. Well, and you were also using a bag of frozen corn to nurse the, you know, the the swelling, yeah. to bring the swelling down. Well, and those, so. and those, those corn chips. I got really into those corn chips that we, week. We have to be honest. You are a, you are a corny man. You do, you do enjoy a good bit of corn. I Corn is good for the gi- digestive system. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think it is, is it? I If you're trying to... Um, let's say clear things out down there. Just not digest anything if you want. Um, well, you know, if you're, um, if you're trying to sort of empty things out in that area, which you should know, uh, after all, you did use several of the gnomes, uh, as, uh, sort of, but plugs. Well, uh, I think it would be more fair to say there was a, an accident involving gnomes and, my anus. There was an accident involving gnomes in your anus and, and, and Makani's anus. That was the official report. That is what the police said. Yeah. Like, you know, traffic collision involving this vehicle and this vehicle. And a, yeah. Rather a, than saying car and an crash. actor's anus. Yeah. Well, they didn't even say actors. The report specifically said Makani cauliflower. Yeah. It said this kid and it had a picture of me and I was bent over and I had the yeah. Gnome sticking Little out of my ass. <laughs> sticking out of your pants. Yeah. And, and God, the amount of, uh, let me tell you something, Dermot. I was pooping trail mix for a week. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's disgusting, Makani. No, I know. This is a family, I it was, this is a family show. You, we, I mean, sorry. I didn't this mean to. This is a family to. show. Okay. People if you want more of that raunchy family. stuff, listen to Prudence and my Spanish language podcast. I, I would not advise it. I would not advise it. It is not affiliated with this show. It's true. It's not official. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us this week on Ding Dong Watch Along. Until next week, uh, keep dinging, keep donging. I'm Makani Cauliflower. Nope. <laughs> keep dinging and keep donging. I'm Dermot McDooley. And I'm Makani Cauliflower. Bye. Bye. Okay. Are we not recording anymore? Is it off? Uh, Hold on. Uh, yeah, it's good. We're done now. Okay. Right. And we're um, out. Sound speed, we're out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to need a few things cut from this episode. Um, mainly any mention of the Spanish language podcast. My podcast? Yeah, your podcast. I think, you know, if you could co- sort of keep that on your time. Oh, okay. You know? Like that's sort of not what we're doing here. Okay. Yeah, sure. I thought we it just came up sort of naturally, so I figured may as well, you know. Well, I mean, a, a lot of things can there. come up naturally. A lot, of, a lot of things could have come up naturally. I, I, I could have told everyone, uh, you know, about uh, about some of the other things that Prince well, did. You to me, told everybody I, about um, the multiple gnomes up my ass. The no, there were multiple. Yes, there were plenty. It, it was a huge accident. I get one out of there. The floor's slippery. I'm slipping. I'm sliding. I fall backwards. Another one falls up there. I don't know. I, okay, but the whole time you were like, uh. Yeah, Dermot. If we're being honest. Like, I could have told everyone about that, but I didn't. Well, oh, I'm sorry. What noise would you make when a gnome goes up your bum? I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know? I wouldn't know that. Uh-huh. Well, 
take it from a guy who's been there. I don't take it. I don't take it from a guy ever. You would. You would take it. From, I don't. If you, I don't take exactly, it from a guy but, ever. And so that's why you would go. That. Oh, you would go. Oh, yeah. And I went. I believe I went. That's oh, not what you take said. It like, out. That's that's no. No, you were like ah. Uh. Okay, you made eye contact with me the whole time. Look, I don't remember it that clearly. It seems to mean a lot more for you than it did for me that day. I'm I'm sorry. Well, I agree to disagree. Let's just keep, let's keep your other podcast off the show. Okay. I'm, did you I'm make sorry. it my dry cleaning? I'm not yet. I'm I'm going to get it after. I just need to swing by. I got to deliver your mail to Prudence. Great. Okay, bye. Oh, okay. See you.